Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. The first day that I could be interviewed, the 17th, um, Greg, George, and Condi were there like breakfast time, the very first day. And... And I knew that meant something. Um, Houston, we, we did a Zoom call. That was all of the, the process was fantastic. That was uh, that was Sean Payton on Monday talking about the process that led him to Denver. He basically wanted to be loved. That's what he wanted. It sounded like he very uh, he moved on very quickly after the Houston Zoom call. He went from talking about how awesome it was that the uh, Broncos ownership group woke up in time for breakfast to uh, to the Texans being on a Zoom call, which they did because the Texans were wanted to interview Sean Payton and weren't allowed to meet in person yet, so they interviewed him via Zoom because that's what they do these days, old man. And uh, apparently that was just uh, – that may have been an insult to Sean Payton. Who knows? He's got a healthy ego, this guy. That's t- Dude, I, if I'm reading between the lines, that's, t- that's what it sounds like to me. Like that was the only reason – when he was asked why Denver the other day at his press conference – and contrasted to D'Amico Ryan's answer, where D'Amico literally listed like five or six things, a couple of which were emotional, you know, sort of like, I'm coming yeah. home, I, I played here. But some of them were also empirical, like, we've got draft capital, we've got cap space, all those things. Literally, the only thing that Sean Payton said that would support an answer of, why did you pick Denver, was the owners were waiting for me for breakfast on the first day I could be interviewed in person. I think he, I, I would say that in his preamble, he mentioned a few other things that were notable about the tradition there. He, he threw a few compliments at the Broncos as a tradition. I, I would agree though, Sean, in that I watched the entire 45 minutes of the press conference or so and some of the follow-ups afterwards. I think the thing that stood out to me, if I tried to, I was trying to put myself in the shoes of a, a Broncos fan, in the hefty Timberland boots of a Broncos fan. And, I think this is where I would be a little put off compared to what a Texans fan might have been listening to and hearing D'Amico Ryans. Peyton, I would say, talked about the Saints um, at least twice as much as he talked about the Broncos. Talked about his experiences at the Saints, uh, how awesome it was in 2006, what a cool thing it was putting together the staff, which is relevant, and yet... He just, at every opportunity, he talked about the Saints and what it was like there. Sometimes to say, hey, you know, the Saints didn't have that tradition that Denver now does. When we showed up in New Orleans, they didn't have... So, you know, he used it as a way to, to give a compliment to the Broncos. But um, it, in line with what you were saying, it in no way sounded like he was even minimally acquainted with this Broncos team. Yeah. Like... D'Amico got up and called out players by name, some of whom were attendant in attendance, others that weren't. Talked about how excited he was for some of these young players and and obviously gushed about how much he wanted to be in Houston. With Peyton, it very much felt transactional. It just felt like the Broncos are his latest stop, you know, and uh, there was a uh, – and, and, you know, without saying it, 
We all know why. Because they paid him the most money. Yeah, and I don't, to, to be very clear, I don't think the Broncos' job is a great job. Like, the opening, the Texans' opening was better than the Broncos' opening. I firmly believe that, and I said that throughout the process, and I still believe it. But he never listed anything. Like, there are reasons why the Broncos' job is 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 worth looking at. Like, they've got a really good defense. They've got pieces yeah. on that team. They've got You're a right. good, good young running back, good young receivers. They, they, got, they have pieces... He didn't list any of that. He just said he they were there to meet me current. for breakfast. Yeah, yeah. He didn't list anything current. He listed all of the the past Super Bowls and the yeah. vision. And he didn't, he didn't, you know, because I guess, which was weird. You're right. The, the Broncos, in a lot of ways, do have a better constructed roster than the Texans right now. They don't have nearly the draft picks uh, because of <laughs> for multiple reasons. But uh, but very one big one is that Russell West uh, Russell Wilson is basically Russell Westbrook at this point. Yeah, the two Russells. The two Russells, oh, trading for a Russell a good in one. general these days, not a good idea. That's a good yeah. one. Who's the more washed Russell, Wilson or Westbrook? I think Russell's, Russell's in 2023 are kind of like Karen's were a couple years ago. They're like, oh, great. Thanks a lot for the bad PR, yeah. Karen's. <laughs> now now I got a name that's attached to all this yep, crap. Yep. Yeah, thanks a lot. Guy any good? No, it's just a freaking Russell. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel bad for actual Karens, like w- women named Karen. I do I feel too. Like that that's that's persisted. The whole Karen thing has persisted. Yep. I thought that it Got might legs. fade into something else after nope. a while, but yeah, it's uh, that's a tough one. And, and and it's it. What hurts it is that it persists through viral video, which is never going away. Any viral it's, video of someone is attached acting like yeah. that is a Karen. Yeah. Yeah, when I say I feel bad for Karens, I'm not talking about no, no, the no, not the generic. The yeah, videos. not the no yeah, people yeah. with the actual <laughs> name on their birth certificate. I'm talking, yes, I'm talking about kind-hearted Karens, right? And uh, but that they, you're right. At least if your name is Russell, you're just attached to guys that got paid way too much after they sucked, right? Um, and were traded for for way too much draft capital. If your name is Karen. You're now associated like with the absolutely uh, oh, worst, like angriest, you're... most irrational uh, people alive. You're associated yeah. with brawling in the produce section with some other woman. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're, you're associated a horrible with societal participant. Yes, you're, you're associated with berating a cop for pulling you over for going 40 miles per hour right. too fast. Right, you know? right. You're like you're all these things. Yeah. All right. So you said, but you you mentioned the Sean Payton actually backed up our theory on the contrasting views of what exactly happened with the Broncos and D'Amico Ryans at the 11th hour. You had, you had Ian Rappaport saying that the Broncos tried to hire D'Amico Ryans at the last minute, and when D'Amico rebuffed them, they went back to Peyton. You had Adam Schefter 10 minutes later tweeting, nope, they were on Peyton the whole time. This is just a coincidence. Um, you and I, after listening to Sean Payton's press conference, thought, um, maybe it's somewhere in between. Like maybe you know, the, it took five or six days to complete the trade, according to everybody involved. They, they got Peyton from New Orleans to the Broncos. That in that five to six day period, logically, the Broncos can't have all their eggs in the Peyton basket in case it falls through, right? And yeah. Peyton and yeah. Peyton, Peyton actually Peyton actually backed up this theory at his press conference on Monday. This was the opportunity that I was interested in, um, and and I know I was the coach they were interested in. And, yeah, if you're in that position, you're on the phone with everyone because at any time it might not work. And so I think, yeah, I think I think D'Amico was probably talking with Lewis Hamilton or something because I was on the phone with these guys the whole time. <laughs> okay, Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, so Lewis Hamilton is one of the minority owners yeah. of the team. He's a Formula One driver. Yep. And um, 
So it's uh, uh, he acknowledged that that dynamic is there. And I do wonder, though, okay, is Lewis Hamilton kind of like the guy that's not checked in and doesn't, you know, he's not – like Condoleezza Rice has been mentioned a lot as somebody that's actually pretty involved in all of this he stuff. He was at the interviews, so, apparently, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Is he saying, like, well, I don't know, maybe just Lewis Hamilton was just talking to him for whatever <laughs> Now reason. I need to I rewatch know. it to see what his facial expression was. <laughs> but I was talking to these guys. I think I, – I did the same thing. I did the facial expression analysis. I think he was just making a joke about yeah. – like, yeah, that's the way these things go. He yeah. might have been talking to this owner while I was talking to these owners. Yeah. And I, like, I don't think there's as much soap opera drama attached to it as it would have been easy to assume there was. I think that the Broncos probably did the smart thing, which was, yeah, they were keeping Jim Harbaugh. As a, they, they were keeping their options open in case it fell through with Sean Payton because it was a complex situation. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, one more because of the trade dynamic. Yep. Yep. Complex situation because of the trade dynamic. Now it was complex. So if you, any of you were involved in ownership and you were involved in trying to trade for a coach, certainly you would have a plan in place if those stakes were too high. I mean, I I told Greg and George, here's the thing. They're making the trade, but it's like this trade impacts me. And if this trade is for this, then don't take it because I don't want to go if you lose that. Does that make sense? And so that's where these guys were fantastic. I I wonder if because you're only allowed to trade draft capital for coaches, you're not allowed to trade players by rule. I wonder right. if I, I wonder if the the and and the the gold standard for a trade of draft capital for a head coach was the Buccaneers trading two firsts and two seconds for John Gruden. I could see where Sean Payton would be like, dude, don't trade two firsts or two seconds for me because I don't want to go to a team. It's not drafting in the first or second round until yeah. 2025, it would be. As, while I'm saddled with Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, there are, there are a lot of things about this job that are kind of dicey, and I think that's why. I don't think this was just Sean Payton driving a hard bargain. It would make sense that Sean Payton just had some serious reservations about how much he could turn this team around yep. um, and, and how good he could possibly be. So... Uh, one of our listeners is uh, saying that we're being stupid because we're so excited about D'Amico Ryan when he hasn't proven anything yet. Um, okay, cool. I just what has Sean Payton proven without Drew Brees as his quarterback? Go, go. Yeah. Like, what, like, go ahead and tell me. I mean, it, 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 people forget that like they had a three-year stretch where they went seven and nine every single year. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't. It was. They went ten and six that first year. In New Orleans, and that was very impressive on the heels of Katrina. But then they had a, a seven and nine and eight and eight season after that. And then they had two really, really good runs. One of which included a Super Bowl. But a lot of what the Saints had done over the stretch of that time was they did a lot of it with a really, really bad defense until these last few years. So um, I think he deserves a lot of credit for hodgepodging together the things they were doing with Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. Uh, you know, they they figured some things out, but. Let's not act like Sean Payton is a, a conquering hero walking into Denver who's going to you know, sprinkle his fairy dust over everything and, and immediately turn it around. You're, you're 100% right. I, just, I, and I, don't, I'm, I, I haven't seen that. Ta- I'm sure it's on here somewhere. You just cited it. I haven't seen it. He didn't the, actually he, call us stupid. Yeah, no, but I, but, but, I, but I read I, it in his tone. Right, but but the, the thought process of – we've seen a lot of that since D'Amico. Like I tweeted out – that the hiring of D'Amico is one of the greatest days in the history of the franchise. And the reply from a few people, most people are equally excited about it, 
But if the, the reply from a lot of people is, how can it be the greatest day? He hasn't even coached in a game yet. Oh, boy. But, you know, and I, and I just forget about trying to compare Peyton to D'Amico and things like that. Um, I just feel sorry for people who can't get excited about things that don't have an ending yet. You know, I just I feel sorry when your argument is something that's already known and taken for granted by the person you're saying it to. Like when you say, like, you know, he hasn't actually won anything yet. Like, oh, hadn't noticed. Oh, dear. Yeah. oh I didn't realize that he was a first-time head coach. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for uh, thinking I'm that bad at my job that I don't understand or realize that. Are you telling me that he has neither won nor lost any games yet as a head coach just because he's never been a head coach? Dear God, how did I miss that? Yeah, thank you, thank it, you, blessed it's just, listener. It, yeah, it's just—it's not a fun way. To, it's not a fun way. To, <laughs> yeah, don't go anywhere. John I mean, Payton sucks. We want you. He to, sucks, and I know it. We, we, they're gonna—they're gonna be a pathetic wretch of a franchise for decades to come. Sean, the Broncos have six losing seasons in a row. Can you imagine oh, being that pathetic, brutal, that disgusting, that brutal. awful? Oh, Such God. a waste of a franchise. We only have Shouldn't three. They should be relegated, yeah. not even to a lesser American football league, but some English soccer league. That's, it's disgusting how bad the Broncos. That's have been. twice as many in a row as the Texans have right now. That's how bad. That's how bad it's been in in Denver. Yeah, I just like if your whole thing is like, why are you guys so excited about this? He hasn't even coached a game yet. It's like because getting excited is fun. Because hope is a good thing. Because it sucked the last three years, you know, yeah. covering this team because it's been so bad and the coaching has been so piss poor. Um, that's why I'm excited about the possibility. Do I, I I I feel bad for you that you have an existence where you don't allow the possibility or the even the the slight likelihood of things good things happening yeah. allow you to affect your mood. That's that's by miserable. the way, and also too, look, people, you gotta quit. You gotta quit giving consolation prizes to people for not being atrocious. Because uh, immediately, hey Seth, no, they actually had a really good record with uh, with Winston and all those guys. Like no, they were they were nine and eight in two thousand twenty one. Um, it wasn't it, like it, it's, it's not, and having a good record, like on a one-off or two-off when Breeze is injured or something, mm-hmm. that's different. That's different than actually being good all season long with a backup quarterback. Yep. It's just, it's just too easy to disguise and minimize your quarterback's weaknesses over the course of, um, just a game or two. All right. Um, Payne and Pendergast with you. We're getting a lot of people weighing in on the Aaron Rodgers darkness retreat that you and I said we would. We, we were pondering going on one of these based on the description of it. Um, I, you and I both found a website in Guatemala that does these for what apparently appear to be just like penny sums here, assuming it's for the whole adventure and not a nightly rate. I'm waiting to hear back from them still. I suppose I should be checking my spam folder for the reply as well. I'm guessing emails from dark retreats in Guatemala might wind up in a spam folder, I'm guessing, so I'll keep an eye. Um, text message, trailer, wheel, and frame text page. Oh six six four. Stick me in a room for four days in the dark. Give me some shrooms and let me trip balls. <laughs> That's great. Um, um, well, that is yeah. It's uh, basically a lot of a, a lot of people are noting that you know for what you're going to Guatemala to do, you could actually do just in the comfort of your own home. Several people um, have pointed yeah. that out, or at yes. least like in a hole that you dig in your backyard. Yeah, they're um, sending him to the hole for four days. And uh, and he's paying good money to do it, I would imagine. Okay, what if what if what if the food? Okay, yeah, because Aaron Rodgers described it that they slipped the food. You're in this dark room for however many days you've signed up for, and they slipped the food like through a slot, like in Shawshank. Yeah. What if the food is like really good food? Like if it's a, like one night, it's a fillet, like a surf and turf with a lobster tail, and 
Is it still the whole then like if you're getting good food? That would be an isolation retreat in which the focus was just to better appreciate food by minimizing your other stimuli. Mm. Mm-hmm. It would be that. In which case, if I were the person... If I were the person running that retreat, I'd be like, I can just give them Salisbury steak, and they're going to think it's the best thing ever. That's It'd be true. like the old Eddie Murphy bit, you know, with the cracker to yeah. a starving man. Yep. What is this, a Ritz? Yeah. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't just a saltine. This, this is a Ritz cracker. It's the greatest this cracker awesome. I've ever had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I, don't, I don't think that's part of it. I think they probably eat pretty much gruel. I'm going to tell you, honestly, Sean. <laughs> The biggest thing that I would need, because this has happened to me when I've done isolation tanks, yeah. my I have this fear of like, okay, I'm in isolation, I'm removed and detached from the outside world. Like, what happens if there's a fire in the building or something, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting here in this tank, and I start my imagination runs wild with that, so I have a hard time. I have a hard time feeling secure while I've like got my eyes closed in this isolation. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, you know, what if uh, what if somebody comes to rob the store or something? So for me, I like out in the rainforest in Guatemala. I would need some assurances somehow that uh, all the leopards, you know, are, are fenced out and everything. I can't be getting gored by a leopard in the middle of my uh, isolation gored. retreat. Gored. 6580, yeah. trailer wheel and frame text page. They're sending ransom notes to your relatives while you're on your isolation retreat. <laughs> that's what they do. That's how they great. get you. That's how they, that's how they come up with a low price tag. Yeah, dude, I need to be reading more Guatemala retreat texts. That's a bad job by me. We're going to read some more of those. In the next segment. Also, um, Aaron Rodgers, we've talked about him. Tim Kelly, we've talked about him. What is the likelihood that the two of them wind up in a collab situation? What are the chances Tim Kelly and Aaron Rodgers work together? It's one of the big rumors we'll uh, discuss next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Here was Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network talking about uh, Tim Kelly, promoted to offensive coordinator in Tennessee. The Titans have done what they really have done for the last five or so years under Mike Vrabel, which is find a really good young head coach, promote from within, and then make him their offensive coordinator. They did it with Arthur Smith. They did it with Todd Downing. And now they did it with Tim Kelly, the former Houston Texans offensive coordinator under Bill O'Brien, was really on an incredible trajectory when he was with, with the 
the Houston Texans and really became a favorite of Deshaun Watson, helped Watson develop as he did, ended up leaving there, went to Tennessee, did a really good job there. Now, among several coaches with new roles, including Charles London, who comes in as the quarterback's coach, Tim Kelly fills a key offensive coordinator opening for the Tennessee Titans and Mike Vrabel. Okay, so Tim Kelly is going to be the OC in Tennessee. Seth, let's marry a couple of things we've been talking about today. Tim Kelly, OC in Tennessee. Let's marry this to a blurb in Mike Sando's Pick 6, his Monday column where he attacks all the big storylines around the league. And in this particular one, he's got several predictions on where quarterbacks could wind up. He talks to a lot of executives, anonymous executives, um, in putting his column together each week. That's why I like it so much. It's backed by some 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 faceless quotes, which we're all about on this show. Um, yeah. The very first quarterback he's predicting things for is Aaron Rodgers. And his prediction is the Packers are finished with Aaron Rodgers and will trade him. He goes through the math of trading Aaron Rodgers, what teams would inherit that traded for him, what the package might be to give up to get Aaron Rodgers. And then he talks to a few executives about logical landing spots for Aaron Rodgers. Says this, obviously the Jets are a logical one because of Nathaniel Hackett being in New York as their new offensive coordinator. Aaron Rodgers likes Nathaniel Hackett. Might be the reason why the Jets hired him, was so that Aaron Rodgers would approve that. Aaron Rodgers likes Nathaniel Hackett. Is there any actual evidence that like he really wants to play for Nathaniel Hackett? Not so far. <laughs> he, I, didn't, yeah, he didn't I go to Denver. I, I, He's over one. It seems like the weirdest thing to me that like it's almost like hey, this I heard these guys uh, room together at summer camp one year. They were bunkmates, right? So uh, they, let's let. It's strange, but okay. There must be something to it. I got to think there's something to it. Here's where we marry the two things we're talking about. Execs, this is Sando. Mike Sando from The Athletic. Execs have pointed to Tennessee as an intriguing potential landing spot for Aaron Rodgers. The Packers might not trade Rodgers to an NFC contender like the 49ers, even if the Niners were interested in absorbing the contractual ramifications. First exec, quote, Tennessee is a great spot for him. Second exec, quote, I could totally see that with Tennessee. Um, So it could very well be that Aaron Rodgers – is I mean okay. it's good a chance as any, but Aaron Rodgers could yeah. be in the AFC South next year. This is where I don't know. I, I with Aaron Rodgers, honestly, I think sometimes we spend too much time trying to dissect whatever the hell he's talking about on the Pat McAfee show. I mean, McAfee kind of gives him a runway to just go ahead and give him a stream of consciousness and 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 uh, a high five for everything that he says. And I think sometimes, I think sometimes Rodgers is. Speaking, some of the complaints he has, it's it's impossible to tell like how serious he is about those complaints. Like he talks about how important it is for him to finish his time in Green Bay, and then he mentions guys like Marce- with guys like Mercedes Lewis and Randall Cobb and all of that. Well, okay, if he goes elsewhere, he's not going to bring Mercedes Lewis and Randall Cobb with him. I don't think. I maybe he would. Maybe it's like he's got this ayahuasca all-star team of his buddies from the offseason that he wants to bring with him and that's the only way he'll accept the trade. I so I don't know if he really does know what he wants. And I think he seems to think that after he goes on this isolation retreat, he'll have a good feel for what he wants. I just don't I, I think what happens maybe in some of these off-season retreats that he does is he goes, he gets away from everything and he realizes like, "Oh, you know what?" I actually got it pretty good here in, in Green Bay. I got to just, you know, 
I got to I got to recognize and understand I got a good thing going here, and that includes Matt Lafleur and his offense. Yeah. if they can get the right wide receivers this year, so I I think ultimately it ends up with him because of all these things that he's complained about or he says he wants and everything. None of the, he doesn't have those things elsewhere. He doesn't have nearly as much elsewhere as he has right there in Green Bay. Yep, and he can't seem to let his. It seems like his issues with some of the management at Green Bay is the biggest obstacle, more so than any specific item. It's Brian Gutekunst or Mark, Mark Murphy or something. He's just got uh, – you know what he needs, Sean? Uh, okay, Gutekunst and Murphy, they got to go on one of these retreats with him. Have they done that? I know they've flown out to meet with him. They got to go ahead and cross that bridge of saying, like, all right, yeah, I'll go do an ayahuasca ceremony with you in Central America, Central America mm. this this offseason. And honestly, I feel like then uh, I, I think that I think that Rogers would feel like, oh yeah, these are my guys. I'm uh, I'm 100 percent into Green Bay. Mm. I'm into I'm into Wiener Schnitzel and ayahuasca. And uh, no place does it better than the Green front Bay. office of the Green Bay Packers. That's right. Yeah. That's right. We need to grow their There's hair brat- out. I guess it'd be bratwurst, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bra- yeah bratwurst for sure. Uh, cheese, definitely cheese. Um, so, so Aaron Rodgers potentially to the Titans playing with Tim Kelly. By the way, the Titans are rumored. There was a rumor this week that the Titans <laughs> want to move up and get the number one overall pick. Um, they were mentioned as a. Um, now, granted, this is a Titans website mentioning this, but they're they're saying that the Titans, who currently hold the number eleven selection in the draft, may want to move up to secure their potential quarterback of the future. I don't know, man. Ten spots—that's a long way to. That's a big ten spots too. Eleven to one. Um, you would be probably having to do some serious gutting of future drafts to move up from. Ele- it's one thing for the Texans to move up from two to yeah. one. It's one yeah. spot. Um, yeah, but I don't know that the bears want to move all the way back to 11, you know, like you're the bears, man. You want to come away with one of these four or five best players in the draft. I wonder, you know, and I, I did the, do the Titans really have an appetite for something like that after the GM was just fired it seemingly at least in part because he traded, he traded AJ Brown and then whiffed in the, he traded away AJ Brown and then whiffed in the draft on his replacement, or at least so far his whiff. We'll see, you know, how that all works out. But it's, it's hard, it's kind of hard to replace an AJ Brown in the draft. So I, <laughs> as um, they learned, they tried to draft yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess, I mean, I guess when in trading AJ Brown, you're loading up on draft capital and, avoiding paying so maybe they maybe that is precisely what they want to do is build through the draft and um and that includes trading up I I just the whole thing about trading up for Bryce Young is I think this is where the harsh reality of it is that a GM would never admit to this but that kind of move is something that is a you're either getting fired or you're making GM of the year for it yeah like they're trading up for the injury prone quarter excuse me it's it's a theory that Bryce Young would be injury prone because he's so small. It it concerns me. I'm concerned about it, and yet I'm trying to figure that out. Like how concerned am I versus intrigued? Um, but if you trade for Bryce Young and he gets injured a bunch in the first two years, uh, then you're losing your job, and that's just a fact of the matter. That's why it's so much harder to trade the number one overall pick than people usually assume it is, including the people who hold the number one overall pick, partly because. When you trade all that capital to get up that high, you, it's it's a career breaker yep. if it doesn't work out. 
Um, and that's why I don't think people do it for Bryce Young because there's just too much. It's too easy a narrative if he ends up getting injured a bunch to be to turn into like, oh my god, can you believe they did that? What idiots! Everybody could see that coming. There's uh, there's a person on the trailer wheel and frame text page that wants you to go through Guatemala for a week with a GoPro on your <laughs> on your head for your oh. YouTube channel. You know what they have them so they can clip right on your backpack strap. Oh, yeah? That's the, that's the best way to do it. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. how you record people without them even realizing mm-hmm. it because they're just like, oh, I'm just talking to some pleasant gentleman with a backpack. It's what the it's FBI not even a does. hidden camera or not. Yeah. <laughs> FBI sticks them awesome. on the lapels of waiters in mob restaurants. That's what they do. Dude, I saw some shot from an old movie. Oh, it was, gosh, it was something from the 80s, but it was a guy was wearing a secret camera, a secret spy camera that was like a boutonniere or something. Like, oh, my God, even in the movies, these things looked ridiculous. Yes. Like, knowing now that you could have a secret cam, I could have 29 secret cameras on my body right now, and you wouldn't have a clue. It's true. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, yeah, me and a GoPro at various places. I always have a hard time. I feel weird. I feel weird recording people that I don't know. Um, even if like, cause I don't like doing it without telling them, Hey, by the way, I've got a camera here. But then immediately, once you tell people you have a camera, the interaction's different. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, it, uh, it's, uh, I'll have to do, a, I'll have to go do my isolation retreat and contemplate it for four days. And yes. Yeah. Maybe fig- strap on the GoPro. Figure that. Just bring the GoPro with you. So you have the option. Um, nine zero one seven that we're, we're back to, if you're just jumping in, Seth and I were contemplating going on a, a four-day darkness retreat like Aaron Rodgers is going to go on here soon. We've we've looked into it. Um, it looks to be pretty inexpensive, assuming the prices are for the whole experience and not per night. Yeah. I'm waiting to hear back on that. Um, we've had several People are pointing out that that Guatemala is cheap in general. Yes. It's just that with these types of retreats, you know, you don't you don't expect to pay like actual Guatemala prices for them. Um, right. And uh, like it's and I realize eleven hundred dollars for a week is not actual Guatemala prices. I'm just saying I still expect to pay like resort type prices for something like this. It's kind of feels like it's geared more towards uh, rich Americans. Yes. It feels like it's it's one of these types of deals. That's yeah. what I would say to all these people pointing out how how low the cost of living is in Guatemala yeah. and why why would it be and the nature of what you're doing. You're going and sitting in a dark room for 4 right. days. You're not ordering room service. You're not finding out uh, what what uh, fun activities you have there? Oh, can I go? Can I go deep sea fishing today? Oh, where's the water slide? That kind of thing. You're in a dark room. <laughs> Someone says the food you eat is probably oatmeal. A thousand bucks for four days sounds like way too much. Maybe so. Maybe, maybe that's the case. But as Seth points out, the audience for this might be, <laughs> for example, Aaron Rodgers, who probably thinks like, wow, twenty thousand dollars for me to go do anything yeah. for a week. Outside of Green Bay, sounds pretty cheap to me. Hmm. Average annual salary in Guatemala. It's weird. On this website, it's framed as salary, which makes me skeptical of just what it is. Uh, it says it's sixteen thousand dollars a year, hmm. which seems that's not that much of a difference from America on average annual salary, average annual income. So I, I mean, it's, it's I expected it sixteen grand. Yeah. No, it's not, Sean. I'm not. I'm not saying it's awesome or anything. I'm just saying that a lot of a lot of countries, it's uh, I don't know, inflation hits hard. I suppose. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. What What do we know? What the no, average that, salary is here? What's that? What's the average salary in America? It's like twenty. I don't know. Okay. It's somewhere around thirty thousand. Okay. Think. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, that salary average income is the, that's why salary is making it sound specific. Yeah. Or sketchy to me. Gotcha. Um. All right. Uh. Pain and average pepper. income in the United States is thirty one thousand dollars. Okay. 
There you go. So for it to only be for it to be half of what it is in, in Guatemala, that actually surprises me a little bit because mm-hmm. there's like some extremely impoverished parts of Guatemala. Big so. time. Yep. Uh, all right, Payne and Pendergast with you. Final segment coming up. Hey, you know who's meeting with the media today? Roger Goodell. What what is it that we expect to hear from Roger Goodell? And one thing that Roger Goodell has in common with both the cities of Houston and the city of Cleveland. That is next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Two things get people popping on the text page. NFL draft talk and Guatemala talk. That's what I've learned. Guatemala retreats. Uh, nobody has rec- given us the proper average annual income in Guatemala yet. So He'll step know. it up, people. Jeez. Come on now. You made me feel weird somehow, like, by me... No, no, no. Me acting like I was impressed by the average income in Guatemala. Not, no, I no. I felt like somehow I was going to get canceled for that. No, 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 like, no. no. That's, yeah, let let yeah. me just um, let me make myself clear. You, I think you said something along, along the lines of it's 16000 annual income. Boy, that's not that far off from the United States. And I was like, it isn't? Like, that's, like I, I had my own definition of not far off. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, no, because the average income in the United States is $30,000. Let me tell you one thing, Sean. This is one thing they found, and this is across all different cultures, um, or a lot of countries, in the West at least. Yep. Almost everybody thinks they're middle class. Yes. I, and, I, I, I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, and people vastly underestimate, like, what actual middle class is, or um, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, people don't uh, – I remember I got in an argument once with a girl at college who's like uh, some trust fund baby type, and and she was like – and remember, this is in 1995, 1996. 
She was claiming that people that made $40,000 a year were poor. Like, that's legitimately poor. I'm like, what, what the hell are you talking about? Remember, this is 1996, too, which is still, she was saying, like, yeah, that's poor. Like, that's really poor. You can't afford this and that and everything. And I didn't, like, you get to a point, you're like, okay, I guess I just can't. There's no facts or statistics that will will back me up with this particular discussion because in her mind, that's her definition. standard of living yeah. that she's just, she does, she can't, she can't envision living below that standard of living and that you must be poor if you're not, which I guess, I mean, realistically, that's how we are in America. There's a certain standard of living in, in some countries that's middle class there, but we, we look at it as, oh, my God, it's uh, absolutely unbelievable. I would yep. never live like that. Um, Roger Goodell is going to meet with the media today for his annual State of the League address, and he answers questions. And there's certain categories of questions that I've seen people speculating, people want to most hear about and things like that. And we can talk about what those are. Um, but I I do think this, I think the one thing Roger Goodell has in common with Houston, and maybe Cleveland now that Deshaun Watson has actually played a few football games, I bet Roger Goodell is happy he's not going to get any Deshaun Watson questions today. Yeah. Probably yeah. thrilled about that. Yeah, I guess, yeah, what are the um... – is there a hot-button issue right now in the NFL? For, like, it's Super Bowl time. There was the one year where the deer velvet stuff was big with the Ravens, remember? Yeah. Hugh Jackson had given that IGF supplement to, yep. to the guys. Yeah. Um, you have a deer you know, antler various, spray, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The uh, deflate gate was a big deal one year. Yep. There have been various times where there was a hot-button issue at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right now, it doesn't feel like there is much hot buttoning going on. Here, here are the, I was thinking well, that same thing I'll yesterday. Teach Roger Goodell about the hot button. A lot of men don't know. <laughs> we'll let you talk to him privately about that. Yep. Um, here, here are the ones. The Athletic did an article kind of previewing Commissioner Goodell today, um, and they thought this would be the, the, the biggest questions would come around these things, which maybe shows kind of, you know, that, that we're just sort of settled into normal day to day stuff as opposed to the Deshaun Watson drama of the world or, or Deflate Gate, as you pointed out. Number one, officiating issues. I bet he will get questions about that. The, the last half hour of the telecast of the AFC title game, I don't know how much it was in game minutes, maybe last 10 minutes of the game, something like that, was a travesty. There were so many things that happened in the last 10 minutes of the AFC title game. We we're like, really? Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just, okay, we're going to do this. And then the sure are th- trying to get the Chiefs into the Super Bowl, it would look there, like. There was a lot of... Um, there was a lot of the officiating this year on the on the pass interference side of things where it, it started to feel too much like the NBA, where it's just you know, like you're just never quite sure exactly what is and isn't going to be called. And I know it's always been like that because it's a judgment call, but this year I felt like there was way too much difference from one game to another or one crew to another as to what was allowed by defensive backs. Yep. And I'm surprised by that because like they, they, they moved away from that for a long time to just being super strict which resulted in more offense, and for whatever reason, they, they've kind of backslid. And as a defensive guy, I don't necessarily mind. I just wish it was more consistent. I guess the only thing that, that's on this list that would that would veer into similar territory of the things you cited before, Seth, Deshaun, Deflategate, yeah. would be Daniel Snyder. Daniel Snyder, the investigation, what is his fate going to be? Are they going to sell the team? Is he going to be forced to sell the team? That's yeah. the closest thing I can think of to like a soap opera-style storyline. That he might I feel get asked like, about. you know what though, too, Sean. I feel like that topic is almost like an even more boring version of the way baseball writers wanted everybody to really, really, really care about steroids. Um, where it, it was, uh, they 
it's something that I don't – I think there's some juicy stuff there, but for the most part, people just don't care about that Washington ownership situation other than in Washington. Yeah. And there is some really juicy stuff to it, but I think – I think people just don't care. It just detracts from the the stuff that people want to actually watch. The uh, the concussions increased this year for, by like 20, 22 more concussions this year than last year. You can go different ways with that. That might just be flukish circumstance. Like obviously, you want to see an improvement. It could be that they're being more vigilant about um, detecting them. It could be that Tua Tunga Vailoa had twenty two of them himself. So it's you know you gotta you gotta work these things. You got to massage it a little bit. As soon as, you, um, as soon as you're laying that out, that's what I was going to say. I think, um, <laughs> okay, uh, my old teammate Drew Hodgson, sometimes podcast co-host, just emailed me an article about how um, they found CTE in a percentage, certain percentage of retired NFL players. I, I This is where I, some of the CTE research, frankly, is um, you got to dig into a lot of this. Yeah. There's, there's some of the problems with the CTE research is that the numbers uh, the the forecasts of uh, like guaranteed doom for every NFL player who ever lived have not come true in a lot of the statistics about um, neurodegenerative issues later in life. Like, have not been nearly as cataclysmic as the CTE stats would suggest. So there's. I'm getting a little bit annoyed with it. As somebody that used to be very much an adamant about, like, and I still do think you have to keep studying this stuff. Um, there's, there's some attempted alarmism that's annoying. John Lopez is in studio. Hello, John. Hey, John. Hey, hey man. How you doing? Buddy? I was thinking concussions the whole time, and then I loved your line about <laughs> Tua. It's like a, 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 a we can a seventh, joke about Tua's brain like that. A yeah. seventh grade class has an average height of six four, but there's one seven foot two dude. Yeah, he's skewing <laughs> right. the numbers. He's skew, yeah. skewing the numbers. Hey, um. Would you go on a darkness retreat like Aaron Rodgers okay. is going to go on? This sounds like something. You know what? That would be a really find yourself. That's where Seth really, and I are right really now. Could. We're, 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 we're like this close to going on one. After a day, you would go crazy. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. I, I, the, I, the concept sounds really good. The practicality of it, I would kill myself. Yeah. Well, I don't think you just jump into this like signing up for a marathon after not having jogged a day in your life. I think this is something that's this is for like hardcore uh, mindfulness people, people that have done meditation retreats and everything, and they're just trying to yeah, take it to a different level. Man. Yeah, I don't think this is for a novice. Aaron Rodgers yeah. sounds like he's just jumping in. But he's, but he's, I mean, he's done the, he did the vomit thing, you know, yeah. but yeah, the vomit thing. <laughs> it's a panchakarma cleanse. Yeah. It's not the vomit, the thing. vomit and poopy thing. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. It's not just vomiting. It's enemas as well. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's all that yeah, good You're stuff. cleaning everything. Out. Yeah, Anybody can vomit to, yeah. to, to get an enema. That's a that's, commitment. It's an it's inner, commitment. Yeah. It's an inner power wash. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what do you, uh, what do you, what do you got going on on the show today? Just put that 3,500, uh, you know, what is it? Whatever it is, PPM or whatever. Right. Uh, what do we have going on? Oh, wow. PSI, I got Amazon reviews for the best. Yeah. For what? The best animas. Oh, okay. You want your butt cleaned. I, I got you covered. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of meals I could give you, too. Uh, yeah, I bought could take care of three African <laughs> elephants. We are bearing down. On the coaching staff. You are. And uh, Landry and I both kind of dug in in different ways, so that'll be interesting. Colts could back into something that uh, might be a little scary. Okay. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what we just mentioned with Aaron Rodgers, uh, all kinds of good stuff. Happening. Okay. Good yeah. deal. Yeah. John Lopez, Landry Locker, Figgy Fig in the loop. I just saw Figgy walking down the hall with a Giant slice of pizza. Giant pizza. That's yeah, New York pizza style. in the house? It's like oh, the size boy. of the plate. Oh, boy. Uh, Seth, antibodies to you, my friend. 
Antibodies and business idea. Hear me out. Pancha Kamu Gruje Hill. <laughs> oh, there you go. He might need that soon. All right, we're done. We're out of time. We're back at 6 a.m. tomorrow. In the Loop is up next. Until then, have a great day, everybody. It looks like a mishmash of porridge and dead orphans. Antibodies to you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.